Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. When it rises up in my spirit at a moment that I'm not thinking about it, when I'm not giving thought to it, and all of a sudden it hits me, I know there's an activity of the Lord going on. So this morning, when it rose up in my spirit to bless the people of God and proclaim over you, it got really strong. It was Deuteronomy 8.18. It reminded me that it is the Lord that gives us power to get wealth. That means he anoints you for prosperity. I need you to say it out loud. I will not live as a a poor person ever again. I don't know where you are in the moment, but I'm saying to you, do not allow poverty to ever be an accepted norm in your life. Pastor Dan, I'm on, I am on a, a fixed income. I ask you very kindly to rebuke yourself for that. Never say you're on a fixed income. God fixed the fixed income scenario. God is more than enough. He will supply all your need. And that's the basic beginning. I'm asking you to believe your, at least believe God with your pastor with this, that God is going to bring into your life multiple streams of income because he already read your heart. He already knows that it's your desire to be a blessing. I know it because I see the testimony of your giving, how you sow into missions, how you give into people's lives. You love people. You're a giving congregation. So I need you to believe the word of the Lord today that he is going to bring increase into your life. That means you'll have to get your mind just over here in the quiet zone for a moment and allow God to begin to work in the supernatural of your own heart and spirit and reveal to you that he has blessings you've not even thought of. For he's the God of jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, estates and inheritances, interests and incomes, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, businesses, debts demolished. Let me go there for a second. Debts demolished. Bills paid off. Royalties received. Royalties, get your books wrote. Royalties received. I'm working on it. I have, she cracks that whip every so often and says, What more have you written in your journal? Thank you, Dr. Newman. Royalties received. We're writing books. Are you hearing me? Business has begun. Business is blessed. Education paid for. I was adding that up. In just the last, I think, about four years, right now, what I know of testimony is over $176,000 in educational debt that's been wiped out for people of this congregation right here. Did you hear me? $176,000 wiped out. Set your faith with your preacher today. I'm giving you the word of the Lord. God desires to bless his children. Why? He wants the world to see the blessing in you and want what you got. When they're in fear and you're in hope. When they're crying 
and they're sighing and they're moaning and they're groaning and not for all the right reasons. You who are standing there strong in the Lord and the power of his might will become attractive and they'll want what you got. We're talking about relationships restored, godly relationships established. It's time. I said, it's time. Time to make change. We are the people who can do it. Three people knew that one. Properties, buildings obtained, houses and lands acquired, investments prospering, walking in divine health and peace. Just go ahead and nudge your neighbor and say, walk in peace. Tell them it's blessing time. One more time, tell them it's blessing time. Tell your neighbor, I call you blessed. Every time, every time I'm a missionary, every time a missionary, Jean-Paul calls me and talks to me, we have great conversation. We just talk about the Lord and his goodness. And then he'll, before he ever hangs up the phone, he'll say, I call you blessed. Every conversation, every phone call, every time we see each other, I call you blessed. Declaring the blessing of the Lord. Why? Because he knows we're covenant. And he knows that together we're covenant with God. So he always calls for the abundance of God to function in those he's in covenant relationship with. I just wonder what would happen if you and I just started doing that to one another. I call you blessed. I mean, on occasion, you want to say, I call you ornery. On occasion, I've said, you old hateful thing. But wouldn't it be better if we said, I call you blessed? You don't push on your neighbor and say, he's going to get with it right now. Warrior, I really love the notes. Thank you for sharing what God was saying to you through the message. That, that ministered to me, James, when you, when you shared that, when you showed me what God was saying to you. And that's what I want. I want today God to speak to you through these words. Last week when we talked about the warrior pillar, we continued on with the four pillars of the man's heart. First pillar is the king pillar. A woman just said that. What's the first pillar? Still women. I hear, is there a man in the house? King. This here, give me, give me a deep king, king. Every man needs to have a king pillar in his heart. You're called to rule, but you rule with benevolence and love. Now rule your own heart, and then you'll be, you'll be assigned to rule in your household, your marriage. You'll understand that as a king, we serve. Being a king means serving. It's a benevolent king, not a tyrant or a dictator. We learned about the king pillar. The leans one way or the other. You get an Ahab or you get a Saddam. An Ahab, a Hitler. An Ahab... You name it, all kinds of names just come flooding in my head, and I just thought, yeah. We don't want either. We want a king pillar that's strong, stands in the heart of our men. Every man's heart beats with a rhythm. We don't want to have the wrong rhythm of a heart. That's why the king pillar is important. We came last week to the warrior. We looked at the life of David last week. David is an example of a warrior's heart that was trained and fine-tuned on the backside of the desert. How many years were you in Central America, Brother Dulce? 20 years. 
Well, surely, Brother Dills, who's had your birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday to you, Brother Dills. Would you give that man of God a hand clap today? Am I right? You just turned 49? You turned 49? Someday. How, how young are you, sir? 87? Did you say 87? She, she would know. His youth is renewed and renewed like the eagles. Look at that guy. You're, you're amazing. When I think about your 20 years in Central America and you that you gave to the Lord, you and your bride sitting next to you, serving there, in every, in every bit of that assignment, David had an assignment to take care of his father's sheep. But David would get new assignments. But David was true to the assignment on the backside of the desert caring for the sheep. You were true for 20 years to the assignment in Central America to minister, to raise up, to establish Bible schools, to train Bible pastors. You and Sister Dills, you, you were faithful. But you didn't retire. You came home only to refire and serve in another capacity. That's I bring that up today because I want you to see a right now example that David served the Lord for those many years in the, in, in the wilderness, taking care of sheep there. And then he would be given another position to take care of more sheep. Ultimately, we see he's given the responsibility of caring for all the sheep of God for the flock of Israel. Happy birthday one more time to you, sir. I sure love you. I think about the power of David saying yes to God's plan for his life. David proved the warrior's heart on one particular day that we read about with the life of David and Goliath. But I want you to understand that the heart of a warrior was being established in David day in and day out. Days where there were no lions and bears to kill. Days where it was just taking care of the sheep. Feeding the flock, singing songs, writing songs. The warrior's heart is established not just in the moment of a battle, it's also being erected and stood strong in his heart on the everyday of life. The warrior pillar is designed to hold a ton. You should write that down. Not hold a tongue, but hold a ton of weight. David. He cared for his father's flock, the earthly and the heavenly father's flock. He endured his brother's mockery. He weathered Saul's jealousy. Listen, it's one thing to fuss and fight with a brother. I have brothers. Joe was never big enough to intimidate me and Mike. Ever. But Joe was the mouthiest of all the brothers. So God decided, since Joe would be mouthy, he would give him speed. I'm telling you, when he mouthed off, he just outrun Mike and I. But Mike and I had wisdom. And while he was outrunning us and then we would come to a stop, we would always throw the last words to Joe as he ran into the dusk. You'll have to come home at some point. Uh, 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 
go back home. I told you that my brother Mike and I were learning how to be warriors in my mother and father's home. And sometimes our warring was with each other, should have been against the enemy, but was with each other. The fun times were when Joe was in the middle. I had the head of his hair and Mike had the feet and we were pulling back and forth. It's a wonder you have any follicles still working on your head, Joe. Warriors. David was a warrior and his heart was being fine-tuned and made strong that he could handle. And David, although you know and I know because we've read the book, we can see where David has some failures. Look at how many faithful moments the warrior heart had. Not only did he weather the mockery of his brother, I said to you, he had to weather this warrior pillar had to weather the Saul's jealousies and the death-dealing treachery of Saul. So as you grow up, brothers fuss each other, but there comes a day in the world that we live in, you have to deal with people's jealousies. There will always be a Saul in your life. Sometimes you're not in direct connection with them, but they're somewhere. And they're jealous. Because they see the hand of God on you and they know that the hand of God has been lifted from them or it's never been on them. Ladies, I'm not preaching to you today, but I'm preaching to you today. When you're in business and you can see that a man is intimidated just by the brilliance of God's grace and glory in your life, overcome that treachery by allowing your heart to still have a warrior's heart. That doesn't mean you come to work with a knife and say, you see this? I will gut you. You talk to me that way again. No, you never do that. What you do is you say, if you ever disrespect me like that again, I'll go home and tell my husband. They'll be calling OSHA to come and OSHA you up off the floor. All right, you know, you don't have to say amen. I don't really care. I'm going to tell you right now, disrespect my wife. They're going to call an ambulance, too. Amen? Three men said amen. Is there a warrior heart in the house? Oh, no, Pastor Dan, we got to be politically correct. You're not supposed to say things like that. No, no, no. If somebody threatens your bride, let the warrior just say, you know, I might not be as big as you, but there are dark nights here in the Midwest. I'll find you. Lay hands on you. You don't have to say you'll beat them up. You just cast the devil out of them. I just feel like camping out there for a minute because I think somebody needs to believe what I'm saying. David got discouraged, but he, he learned not to be intimidated by even behemoths. David got discouraged in his life, but he learned how to trust in the name of the Lord as God. Are you Are you familiar with this saying that says... Um, Get on your knees and fight like a man. Have you ever heard that one before? Get on your knees and fight like a man. Before you would ever be willing to silence the honoriness of somebody, you'd have to know how to pray and silence the demonic spirit that's motivating the honorary person. <laughs> There are battles that you will wage in prayer and nobody will have 
of bloodied knuckles. There are battles you will wage in prayer and nobody will have to go to the popo or to the hospital. But there has to be an there has to be a warrior's heart that says, I'm not going to be intimidated by the enemy, and I'm not going to let my family be injured as well. I'm believing today that there is there is a God who wants to deposit an intelligence into the heart of the warrior for every situation that a man might face. There's an intelligent way to deal with issues. Sometimes that intelligence means wait for the strategy, not just react to the situation. David fought battles for his father in the field, Judean hillside. He protected the sheep. And then he fought some battles for the Lord. Now, why is it that sometimes when you think in terms of God fights my battles, and yet I might have to engage in a battle for the Lord fully, I want you to understand that David engaged in battles and won them again and again and again on behalf of the Lord. Why? Millennials have a, have a buzzword. It's called injustice. A lot of them are upset with the injustices that are in the world. I want to talk to you about injustice. There are injustices that are happening in the world that are being overlooked by people who cry their buzzword is injustice. They want equality for people while diminishing the equality of others. You and I must call for the intelligence of God to be deposited into the heart of the warrior so that when we engage in battle, we understand that the battle we're engaged in is one God would have us engaged in. For example, how about the battle for equality? That battle for equality is an important one. I personally believe that men and women should be paid for the work that they do, not based on gender, but based on the skill set by which was required when they were hired. And I think, I just think you need to, you just need to hear this. You need to hear this. It's hypocritical when one political party screams constantly about women being underpaid and their champion of their party paid every one of their females on their staff far less than the men on, on their staff. That kind of, that kind of inequality is the real inequality that needs to be called out. I'm thinking about in a time that we live in, people would narrow your focus, they would narrow your focus on something and redefine it in order to use it as a soapbox to get your attention or your approval. But if you and I will go back to the book and look at what God's Word has to say about His love for His sons and His daughters then the warrior pillar would be strong and, and have the strength to hold up under the pressures of life. Can I get an amen? See, we live in a day where God is looking for men that will not be ashamed to stand up and declare the right that is right and the wrong that is wrong and stand strong. God is looking for men willing to fight abortion and evolution and euthanasia and greed, and dishonesty, and brutality, and injustice. 
God is looking for men who will fight all those battles. Women should not be the only ones crying out over babies being lost. Men should stand strong and say, it's a loss to us all. Let the warrior pillar arise in the heart of a man. Stand strong and see the injustices that are being done and make a decision to stand for what is right. We live in a day when many people are uncomfortable with the word warrior, and they certainly don't want men as warriors in our society. Generally speaking, now you'll have to forgive me to get to heaven, so I'm banking on that while I preach today. Generally speaking, the modern feminists have influenced our culture to oppose anything that might be strong in a man. May I say it just one more time so I can drive the nail in? Generally speaking, modern feminist movement in America has influenced our culture to oppose anything strong in a man. They want their men soft, tender. I'm not going to go there. Yet the warrior of a man is God-placed, cannot be easily removed when God is establishing the four pillars of a man's heart. I want to tell you the warrior is here to stay whether you like it or not because God is always going to have men of God who will say yes to being in a personal relationship with him whereby which they will protect the innocent and guard the flock beginning with their own little flock and any other flock that God might give them to care for. C.S. Lewis recognized this fact, the noble reality of how God wants a man to be when he said these words, quote, we have discovered that the scheme of outlawing war has made war more like an outlaw without making it less frequent. And that to banish the night, the night, K-N-I-G-H-C, does not alleviate the suffering of the peasant. The little man and the little woman in countries where by which they are being overwhelmed. You did not hear the general media cry out about the horrid atrocities happening in Iraq with the Yazidis and also the Christians. You did not hear them talk about that. You heard them talk about how Muslims and Islam was being somehow slighted in America, but you did not hear about how ISIS was murdering babies and cutting the baby out of a woman's womb just because they pronounced the name of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. C.S. Lewis was right. You cannot outlaw the warrior. If you do, you lose the knight who protects the innocent. God's looking for warriors today. He's also looking for men and women to be in journalism. I wish the Lord would call more men and women in journalism in every uh, part of print and media, video, audio, radio. I ask that God would raise up mighty men who would proclaim the word of God and speak the truth. For the righteous are as bold as a lion. If you don't believe me that this attack on the, the man being a warrior is true, then here's my example. The Vietnam War. Our brave troops literally went through hell on earth for our country. Called upon. Not just said, would you volunteer? Mandated to go. 
And then what happened as they returned? Americans spit on them, cursed them, called them names like baby killer. But the truth is, the people who were screaming baby killer were advocating for abortion on demand so that convenience, the God of convenience could be worshipped. My God, what have we done to our nation to call a soldier a baby killer? Over 55 million human beings have gone out into eternity without the opportunity to fulfill their destiny on this planet. Do you see the hypocrisy? If you don't, ask God to reveal it to you. Call a soldier a wicked thing like that? And then give your spit on the warrior and give your money to protect the abortion mill. Listen to me. If you've had an abortion, God is the same God who forgives every sin. I'm not dogging you. I'm not saying to you anything other than God is God has to forgive everybody of sin. Everybody has fallen short and needs a Savior. I'm talking about the collective cultural American sin to dog the warrior while in hypocrisy murder the innocent that they accuse them of murdering. Do you hear me? It's wicked. This left-wing feminist attempt to outlaw war just made warriors outlaws across the cultural norms of our society. Yet I believe these warriors were the vanguard of our society. They were champions of the right, fighters for good. Every battle has somebody who does stuff wrong. Bo Bird Dog, men died going out and looking for him. Our son knows of men, men who went looking for him, thinking that he had been lost or walked on a little walk a little too far. They knew. And our country celebrated him. Our leaders said it was okay. Do you see what happens to a culture that causes men not to function as they're called to? Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free.